All righty, everybody. Welcome to Two Loose Screws, where two loose screws, Jay and Cheyenne, are dismantling mental health stigma one episode at a time. Before we get started, I want everybody to know that all episodes of Two Loose Screws are for educational purpose only and are not to be a replacement for any therapeutic relationships or individual mental or medical care. Hello. Hello. How are you? I am lovely. How are you? Good. It's finally like hot and sunny and my internal just life is better when it's hot and sunny. Mm. It's not rainy anymore? No. I mean, it was like raining for like a week straight. It pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) It's not, it's not the vibe. Meanwhile, it was 92 here in Polar, Maine. It's insane. I love that. I love that. So today we are going to be talking about one of our most favorite things, radical acceptance. Um, before we talk about our most favorite thing, radical acceptance, I want to talk about my most, most favorite thing and just like take a minute to tell everyone how proud I am of you for finishing your final semester of our master's program. I just feel like we have to take a minute to just like sit and be proud of you because that is just literally incredible. I'm so excited for you. I am. It almost doesn't even seem real. Like I, I think when, when I closed my computer on Tuesday, I was like, holy shit yeah. what just happened like that's insane I can't, I can't believe that that happened and even when I was talking to Aaron about it I was almost like we've been talking about this for our entire marriage like ever since like just our whole marriage like I've been working towards this so it's it's crazy to finally be there and I'm really excited and I can't wait for you to get there in another 10 weeks where we can like celebrate you. Right. I feel like it's really going to hit you when like the term ends and then you don't start the next one. Oh, for sure. Like I, I don't even know, like, I don't know how to not be a student. Right. Like- <laughs> right. What is all this free time? <laughs> like, I, I I don't have to, like, what's it going to be like? Like, not worrying about, like, oh, I need to write a paper. Or, oh, like, Sunday night, making sure everything's turned in. Like, I I don't know. I, yeah, I don't even know. It's going to be crazy, but knowing you, it will be a matter of weeks before you've found something new to fill your time with. That's just how you are. You're so busy. I know. I already started like trying to apply for like part-time jobs. Yes. See? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I can't. I can't. I mean, I'm definitely not going to go 
for the PhD just yet. I'm going to wait until Oliver's in school. Um, but honestly, like I say, two years, like I'm going to take a two year break, but watch like by next year, by the end of next year, I won't be able to take it. And I'll be so bored. That's what happened to me. That's what happened to me when I finished my bachelor's program. I had a six month break and I just remember saying to Ryan, I'm so bored. Like I'm not learning anything. Like I miss like reading papers and working on like, you know, writing my own papers and like contemplating complex ideas but I don't have as much discipline as I'd like to force myself to do that on my own. So mm-hmm. I need, I need to be paying someone, someone. to do it. <laughs> so that's what happened to me. I definitely like ended up being like, I need to start stimulating my brain again. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I'm excited for this new journey oh. of phase of, my career so yeah oh so exciting yes 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 okay and so I'm gonna need me. to use radical acceptance to <laughs> accept the fact that I have another 10 weeks <laughs> that I have to do alone oh god yeah so that that's perfect to use you as an example yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> So do you want to start us off by explaining what DBT is? Because we talk about it a lot. You'll hear us talking about it a lot. And sometimes people just don't get what it is. Absolutely. DBT makes me so happy. Mm -hmm. Um, I told my supervisor when I first started learning it that I couldn't believe that I had lived my entire life not knowing that this existed and that like, I was going to run for president on the platform of like DBT for everyone, (laughs) like change the country, but no one, like probably no one would vote for me. I would. (laughs) You, that's at least one vote, (laughs) but I just think it's amazing. And I'm really excited. We get to talk about it today. Um, So DBT stands for dialectical behavior therapy And it was created by Marsha Lenahan, who is an American psychologist and a professor of psychology over at University of Washington. Um, So I'm going to share with you some information that comes directly from her website, um, Behavioral Tech. And it's kind of her working definition of what DBT is and what it stands for. So in DBT, the D stands for dialectical. Um, dialectics is a complex concept that has its roots in philosophy and science. It involves several assumptions about the nature of reality. So one assumption is that everything is connected to everything else. Another assumption is that change is constant and inevitable. And a third assumption is that opposites can be integrated to form a closer approximation to the truth, which is always evolving. Mm -hmm. So in DBT, dialectical strategies help both the therapist and the client get unstuck from some extreme positions that, that they might hold. Yes. And the B stands for behavioral. DBT requires a behavioral approach. 
This means that we assess the situations and target behaviors that are relevant to our clients' goals in order to figure out how to solve problems in their lives. So that's a little overview of DBT. If anybody wants to learn more, you can um, go on Marsha's website, Behavioral Tech, and she has like tons and tons of videos mm-hmm. that her and her like foundation have created that explains it a lot more in depth. Yeah. And so, like a fun fact, I think it's so cool that she essentially created this therapeutic approach because of her own experience with borderline mm. personality disorder and how these skills um, have helped her uh, manage her own symptoms. And um, so I thought that that was a cool fact to add in there. Um, So when we think about DBT, it's uh, broken down into two different sets of skills. We have acceptance skills and then change skills. So for the acceptance skills, we have distress tolerance skills and mindfulness. And then for the change skills, we have emotion regulation and interpersonal effectiveness skills. Um, Radical acceptance falls under the category of distress tolerance. Um, And I'll let you, Cheyenne, give the little definition that we have for it before we jump into all the other good info. Absolutely. So um, one of the things I'll add also is that Um, my supervisor calls distress tolerance skills the don't fuck it up worse skills. Yes. (laughs) And that is my favorite. Like I forever remember distress tolerance as the don't fuck it up worse skills. Mm -hmm. So that's what we're learning today. Don't fuck it up worse. Yes. And so radical acceptance means accepting reality no matter what reality is. Trying to change things you have no control over leads to suffering and you waste your time and energy when you try to change things that can't be changed. Mm -hmm. So radical acceptance means accepting what you can't change so you can spend your time and energy on the things that you can change. Right, right. And I think so sometimes this skill can be a little bit confusing because we think like, oh, if I'm accepting a negative experience, that means perhaps in some ways I'm either A, minimizing my own feelings attached to this negative experience or suppressing my emotions. And that is what radical acceptance is not, like capital N-O-T and in bold. Because (laughs) because it's, it's about, like Cheyenne just said, it's about accepting the things that we cannot control within a situation so we can focus on the things that we are able to control but that doesn't mean that we are not feeling any negative emotions because that's just not um, realistic you know when we think about life in general um, we all have negative experiences negative feelings but if we didn't have those, we wouldn't know what those feel like. Therefore, we wouldn't try to make positive changes within our life to change mm-hmm. our environment and our surroundings. Mm. Right. Acceptance isn't avoidance or compartmentalizing the things that we don't like and like choosing not to acknowledge them. It's actually the complete opposite. Like choosing to acknowledge the things that we don't like 
but we can't change in order to be able to move forward in a positive way by channeling our energy towards what we can change or at least not being so affected by the painfulness of the negative emotions. Right. So um, when we think of radical acceptance, we want to accept things all the way with our mind, our heart, our body, and opening ourselves to the full experience that of what reality is in the moment. Mm-hmm. I think a good example of that is um, you are driving and you're stuck in traffic, like bumper to bumper, and the traffic isn't moving. Does that suck? Yes. Is it something you can control? No. So essentially, by elevating your negative emotions to that experience, you're increasing your anxiety, emotional dysregulation, but there's literally nothing you can do. Right. Right. Absolutely. And like, now that we, now that we talk about it, uh, you know, at the, the beginning of the episode, I'm thinking in my mind about like my situation and how I have to take that extra semester. Mm-hmm. And like, if I ask myself, what are the facts of the situation? right? The facts are the state of Maine is one of two states in the entire country that requires an additional 300 hours more than every other state in the country. And because of that, I have to take an extra term and earn those extra hours. Those are the facts of the situation. My emotions about the situation are, you know, that's really frustrating to me. It's not fair. You know, why does my state have to be the one that requires the extra like, you know, and I can feel really frustrated and refuse to accept reality, but I'm just going to make my experience during the next 10 weeks a lot worse Mm -hmm. if I continue to move forward with this attitude of that's not fair. Why does it have to be me and feel resentful? So. I think that example is a great way to tie into what you were talking about earlier, where acceptance doesn't mean you have to force yourself to agree with or like what's happening or Mm -hmm. approve of what's happening. It just means that you have to let go and accept that you can't change it, even though you don't like it. Right. Right. Both are true at the same time. It's true that I really hate the fact that, I have to keep, you know, doing another semester while all of my friends in the program are done. And it sucks that I have to spend more money on another, you know, 10 weeks. And all of that is true. But at the same time, it's also true that if I want to reach my goal of becoming a licensed, you know, clinical professional counselor, I have to do this course. Mm -hmm. There's no other option. So by staying in that place of refusing to accept, I'm just making myself miserable because I have to do it no matter what. Right, exactly. And I think too, going off of that, it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier is that everything is like connected in some sort of way, whether that's positive or negative. So you essentially just explain like the domino effect of things, right? Like one, you can't change reality. The reality is that you have to do those extra 10 weeks. But if you were insistent on 
not accepting that, right? Your mm-hmm. distress would increase. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you would be miserable. Mm. But in being miserable, perhaps let's say if you didn't want to tolerate your reality, let's say worst case scenario, like you you dropped out of school because you were so angry. And mm. then what? And then you wouldn't get to your end goal. So right. it's almost like the negative emotion it induces negative thoughts and then your ne- like negative behaviors follow because all of those right. things within the cognitive circle triangle yes. uh, go hand in hand. Absolutely. Or even like taking a less extreme example, like I can tell you in the past before I learned this and, you know, I worked on putting it into um, putting it to work, I would have spent so much time thinking about how it's not fair. I don't want to do this. This is bullshit. You Mm -hmm. know, me, me, me. (laughs) I would, I would, um, like have such a negative attitude when I was doing my assignments, but I have to do them. So I'm going to be having an attitude while I do them. And that's going to make me irritable. It's going to make me stressed. It's going to make the people around me are going to be impacted, right? I'm sure my mm-hmm. husband doesn't want to deal with me throwing a 10-week temper tantrum about <laughs> the fact that I have to do another semester, you know, and that's going to have a negative impact on my relationship with my partner, maybe with my clients, maybe with my supervisor, my classmates, my friends, my parents, like all these people in my life could be affected in a negative way, which might make them want to distance themselves. And now I'm isolated and irritated, like Mm -hmm. it becomes this really negative space. And, you know, I think that really connects to the concept that when we refuse to accept reality, when we refuse to accept reality, particularly when it's a painful reality, we create suffering. Right. Yes. And You know, when we think about suffering, and I'm kind of wanting to link it back to our previous episode where we were thinking about cognitive distortions, um, life can be worth living when it contains pain. You know, it's 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 all about um, misery rather than unhealthy misery. When we attach these like absolute um, thoughts and mindset, actually telling ourselves that we cannot handle or we cannot tolerate our expectations not being met. But in reality, our expectations won't always be met. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think too, like, to use an example for me, the way I'm thinking about it is if I like my reality is that my husband is essentially gone, um, like two months at a time. And mm-hmm he comes and goes, if I didn't accept that reality, that would impact my children, that would impact my marriage, that would impact my well being. Um, but that's something that is completely out of my control, like, completely. Right, exactly. And you choosing to accept the reality doesn't mean that you become this person who's like, Oh my God, I love that my husband is gone for two months. It's incredible freedom. Like, no, it just means that you say, 
these are the facts of my reality right now. Mm -hmm. And I can't change that. Right. So I have to accept that it is what it is. And then I have to figure out what do I do now? What do I do to keep being a mom and a wife and, you know, a friend and a therapist and, you know, a coworker, et cetera, yeah. a person, <laughs> a person, literally a person. Um, and I, so tying all of that is that sometimes acceptance may lead to feelings of like grief or sadness or mm-hmm. just, you know, but it's almost as if within the acceptance, a weight is lifted Mm. and we can, how we were saying at the beginning of the episode, we can begin to make changes on the things that we can control right? um, and moving forward in a way where the negative aspects of our own reality doesn't hinder us essentially living our life. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. This, this, it's important, I think, to communicate that, uh, like, and emphasize that acceptance doesn't like, you don't know you've accepted something because you finally feel amazing. Right. Like, the process of acceptance can be painful. But the difference is, that again, when we refuse to accept, we lead to suffering and suffering is more difficult than pain. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's almost like mask, not even mask. I think it's an ever changing, ever working thing that we need to constantly like put work in like these skills are very difficult especially when you are used to negative patterns of behavior so it's almost Mm. like an automatic reaction is to throw that temper tantrum to be pissed off to be pouty but Mm. in being mindful and intentional we can begin to recognize our own negative patterns of behaviors and how that has influenced us in the past and recognize patterns and what wasn't working and what could be working if we were mindful and intentional on implementing these skills. It's not easy, but it takes work. Right. Absolutely. And I think, I also think it's important to state and like, again, emphasize that we, we only accept like the facts of reality. Right. Like you don't want to accept your like judgments of reality or your opinions of reality Mm -hmm. or, you know, somebody else's judgment of reality or their opinion of reality. Um, Because that I think that often leads to invalidation. Yes. You know, and making sure that what you are accepting are the facts and not the judgments or the opinions of your own or others is a really important distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So what are some barriers that people could almost like run into when trying to like, what is radical acceptance not? 
I guess kind of like what you just said, it's not approval. It's not your own opinion attached to the reality. It's we need to check the facts almost like make sure yeah. we're being objective. Yeah. You have to use factor cap. Yeah. Factor cap. You guys mm-hmm. know it. Yes. <laughs> you all should know factor cap. Yeah. And if you Top don't, you deserve to listen to that. Cap. <laughs> yeah. Listeners. But um, yeah. No, you have to make sure that you are figuring out what the facts are mm-hmm. and um, accepting the facts, even if you don't approve of them or if you don't like them. Yeah. Um, that's hard. <laughs> and I think another barrier would be that if you are in emotion, if you are actively in emotion mind rather than, mm. you know, the wise mind, emotions can get in the way. So those really overwhelming, intense emotions like anger, shame, resentment um, could possibly be getting in the way of you truly accepting it. And then also believing that if you accept it, you're approving of the situation and nothing will change. Um, you said something earlier about like, we're not telling you to, or this is not telling you to accept dangerous situations. No, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> That's no, not bad. <laughs> we're not like, you know, oh, I'm out hiking in the woods and here comes a bear. I guess I'll just accept I'm about to be a snack. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely not. Like, no, that's not, that's not the vibe. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. Um, I want you to throw in like last, lastly, before we, I think in closing, I think we put out a lot of information on there. I want you to tell us, um, when you introduce this skill to your mom, because I think it's really. (laughs) Yeah. And I think we can tie that into like, we've kind of explained what radical acceptance is, but maybe we could also briefly talk about like, how do you do it? Yeah. Like, how would you put this into practice? And, um, I can give you, I can give you a lovely example, but, um, in order to, be able to practice radical acceptance, you first have to realize that you are not accepting reality. So like a a place that I often encourage my clients to start is observing and describing the process of like, I'm noticing that I'm, I'm fighting against this, right? So for me with my, um, with my extra semester, that would look like, you know, me, like, having these thoughts in my mind of like, this isn't fair, this is dumb. I wish I didn't have to do this. You know, why do I have to live in the one of two states in the 50 states of this whole country that has extra hours and like, being able to take a pause and say, Oh, okay, I'm, I'm fighting against reality here. Mm-hmm. And asking myself, like, is this helping me at all? Like, is me fighting against accepting this helping me move towards my goal of getting my degree? And I come to the conclusion that no, it's not helping me. In fact, it's probably like making my life a little bit <laughs> more difficult. Literally. So that's when I have to remind myself, these are the facts of my reality. Mm -hmm. 
these are the facts of my reality. And that's literally what I say to myself. These are just the facts of my reality right now. I don't have to like it, but it still is true. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of like the process of starting to identify that we're fighting against reality and then saying that phrase, like it is what it is. And then you have to do um, what, you know, Jay mentioned earlier and you have to practice acceptance a hundred percent. I think you said like mind, body and heart. Yep. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. I think when, when you're checking the facts, like I said earlier, almost being objective, making Mm -hmm. sure that you are being honest, true to yourself, because honestly, like if you're not honest with yourself, when you're using this skill, the only person you're, you're hurting is you because I mean, (laughs) literally nobody else is your reality. So you have to look at the facts without exaggerating and without minimizing them. Something that I have um, clients do, it's almost like write it down, like, do it on your phone, do it on paper. I don't, I don't care, whatever works for you, but almost write facts of whatever you're experiencing and, and looking at it and, and, and really analyzing it in some ways. And, and I think the visual helps a lot of people versus doing yes. it within your own brain, because that mm-hmm. has more of the tendency to, to lead to those cognitive distortions, to lead to perhaps not being honest. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, once it's out on paper or even saying it out loud, it's yeah. kind of like, damn. Yeah. Yeah. Forcing you to actually look at it. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So um, just observing that you're fighting reality, reminding yourself that even though you don't like it, it is still happening. Mm-hmm. It is still true. It is still existing and you still have to get through it. Mm-hmm. And then 100% practicing acceptance, yep. 100% practicing mind, body, heart, accepting reality as it is. It is what it is. I don't have to like it, but it still is what it is. Exactly. Um, is what it freaking is. So my little story here is that, um, when I learned about radical acceptance, um, it was a time in my own family where we were going through a really big shift of relationships within like my larger family unit. And, um, my mom and I were working together to kind of process, those changes and process the new reality. And so when I learned about radical acceptance, I was like, Oh my gosh, me and my mom need to do this. (laughs) This is literally what we should be doing. So I sent her a picture of the worksheet in our DBT book. And I was like, mom, like we need to be doing this. Like, I think this will really help us. And she loved it so much. She is now what my supervisor and I call the radical acceptance queen. 
<laughs> and she, I don't even know if she remembers this, to be honest with you. She's going to listen to this and be like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> she went through this phase after she learned how to do it, where she was literally radically accepting everything. Like every single thing that was happening, her response would be like, oh, those are just the facts of my reality right now. Like, even to things like, you know, she would be talking to me and she would be like, oh, I have so many dishes in my sink that I need to wash, but I don't want to wash them. So these are just the facts of my reality right now. <laughs> I'd be like, mom. That's not it. <laughs> you can't use radical acceptance to avoid <laughs> being an adult. <laughs> if only. If so only. she like took radical acceptance and it became like a mindset. And she was like radically accepting everything. So she's just, these are just the facts of my reality. But so I'm just not going to do the dishes. So I'm like, okay. So yes. Moral of the story is that use radical acceptance wisely. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Well, everybody, in I, I think I'm going to close it there because that's just a good giggle <laughs> to end on. Um, again, thank you for listening. Um, we love you all. Um, follow us on Instagram if you don't. Um, and if you do, you thanks. You should radically accept the fact that you should be following us. Yeah. And then do it. And then do it. Um, I'm going to post my little informational little slides that I have on radical acceptance for you yes. guys um on our Instagram if you're um, a visual person rather than an auditory person you should totally check that out yeah it I'm a definitely a visual so um it's a beautiful infographic infographic yeah um okay well I hope you have a splendid uh day on this fine what day is it? Thursday. 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 So I appreciate you always. I appreciate you always. And I hope you have a lovely Thursday as well. Okay. Bye. Bye.